Living. My name is Michelle Tumpaka. Every other week I'll be sharing potent tools to support you in connecting with your higher self so that you can expand your awareness and activate your own innate healing abilities. Many of my podcasts will feature healing meditations, reflections on life, and engaging interviews with other experts who are working in the field of consciousness, alternative therapies, and personal development. My goal is to elevate and inspire you to open up to your highest potential so you can live an extraordinary life. Welcome, everyone. And today is the Promise Podcast that I um, has been a long time coming. Wow, so much happening in the world and um, so many things to talk about. But I was um, getting a lot of guidance from my higher self and team that I really needed to speak up about AI. And, you know, AI was first, maybe it wasn't the first, but it was kind of the time that I, it really hit me uh, that it was reality. And it was about five years ago. I had a reading with a healer and psychic from who was living in Thailand who I randomly discovered uh, in a Google search and was drawn to do a session with her. And in that session, she talked about AI. And I remember thinking it was kind of in my reality, but I didn't really know much about it. And she said to me, really, you need to beware of AI because it's coming. It's really, it's here and it's really going to be coming uh, into your reality even more. And um, there's a lot of uh, potential danger with AI. And, you know, at that time I heard it, but I didn't, I didn't really think too much about it. But now with everything that's going on, it, it kind of brings me back to what Stephen Hawking uh, said a few years ago, just before he passed away. Um, he said that AI could be the worst event in the history of our civilization. And he really urged creators of AI to employ best practice and effective management. Um, he was concerned. And so are other, um, you know, VIP or very um, prominent people in the world, such as Elon Musk, who's warned about AI. And uh, when I was researching for this podcast, I was looking into some information I found uh, and I'll put the 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 resources in the in the comment section of this podcast after it's been posted um, but there was a, a YouTube video called Big Think in June 2020 and Elon Musk says um, that you know he felt that you know the deep mind which was being created by Google, that this is focused on creating digital superintelligence and that this type of AI in particular, the DeepMind AI, uh, this is a species level risk, he said, and that AI is far more dangerous than nukes. <laughs> so that really kind of says it all right there. Very interesting because of course we know Tesla is AI, but it's a different type of AI. It is not a deep mind AI. 
So he's, you know, referring to working with super consciousness, you know, creating, um, you know, a super brain. And um, one of the things I came across, which was an article from 2016 of August, and in the article, they're talking about mind controlled nanobots that could release drugs inside your brain. And this was written in 2016, which was five years ago. And in the article, it says a man used thought alone to control nano robots inside a living creature for the first time. And the technology released a drug inside cockroaches in response to the man's brain activity a technique that may be useful for treating brain disorders such as schizophrenia and ADHD. So getting drugs to where they need to be exactly when you want them is a challenge. Most drugs diffuse through the bloodstream over time and you're stuck with the side effects until the drug wears off. Now a team at the Interdisciplinary Center in Herslia and Bar Ilan University and Ramat Gan, both in Israel, have developed a system that allows precise control over when a drug is active in the body. The group has built nano robots out of DNA, forming shell-like shapes that drugs can be tethered to. The bots also have a gate, which has a lock made from iron oxide nanoparticles. And the lock opens when heated using electromagnetic energy, exposing the drug to the environment. Because the drug remains tethered to the DNA parcel, a body's exposure to the drug can be controlled by closing and opening the gate. So this is quite fascinating. You know, in, a, in this case, you know, there is a positive, potentially positive outcome of maybe helping brain disorders such as schizophrenia and ADHD through using these nanorobots um, that will direct the drug to go exactly where it needs to go. Um, but when we look at that technology, and unfortunately we look at the, the evil that is existing in the world and the deep space and um, things that are re a reality, you know, having this technology what else could they do with it? You know, this is this is the scary part. There's always good and there's always bad and that can be done with anything in life. And unfortunately, there are people with incredible amount of power and uh, money at their disposal to use this technology to do great harm. Um, you know, this was, you know, again, you know, it was written in 2016 and uh, they were saying that it would be soon that it would come into play in experiments in humans, which I know is already occurring. So, you know, what does this mean for people? You know, and here's a quote here. People could take this in all different directions, says Arnon. Imagine if you could deliver the exact amount of alcohol that you wanted to keep you in a happy state but not get drunk. Interesting. <laughs> kind of stupid, but this could happen. I think we've just scratched the surface. Well, the surface is now scratched and it's gone even deeper, even deeper, because as you know, um, nanorobots exist and they actually could be flowing through our body in the next 10 years, according 
to this uh, article by Daniel Richardson uh, back in November 2020. So that's not so old. That's, you know, about six months ago. Yeah. So he says that nanobots could be injected into your bloodstream to help fight illness and even transmit your thoughts to the cloud in the next decade. Well, you know, if we look at Edward Snowden and we, you know, we look at what he discovered with, you know, mass surveillance systems and, and how we are already being surveyed and, um, you know, there's, you know, predictive AI of what kind of things we are interested in and shop for on Amazon and in Facebook. And then they create ads based on um, the algorithms. We already know that you know, AI has been a part of our reality for decades and decades. So saying that it could be um, by 2030, nanobots will flow through your body, I'd say it's probably already occurring. And, you know, there's a lot of information out there. You know, I know this is a controversial subject, but, you know, there's a lot of information out there by some prominent scientists and doctors who've already been claiming, you know, that nanobots have been used in, you know, vaccines, even prior to the COVID vaccine, in the flu shots, in, in other ways, in other ways that um, we have no idea. And, um Nano means microscopic, right? And bots is robots. So uh, one person compared nano to, it's even, you know, it's tinier than the size of the tiniest ant. You know, it's like the size of our blood cell. So it's so microscopic, you know, that we would never even know that it existed or that it was implanted in us. So with the technology just ramping up, you know, we have to ask ourselves, what does this mean for humanity? You know, uh, here's another, another article by Silicon Republic published in April, 2019. A team has proposed using nanobots to create the internet of thoughts where instant knowledge could be downloaded just by thinking about it. So this goes back to, you know, this whole idea of creating a super mind, you know, creating um, AI that would allow us to have a super mind, which, you know, could be awesome. We could download all kinds of information. They haven't quite figured out how they're going to create the bandwidth to do that. And, you know, how are they going to store all of this in the cloud? But in reverse, let's look at it in reverse. Not only could we download all this information, but they could upload all of our information and are already doing that, right? We just don't realize to what extent uploading what we're thinking, what our mood is, how we're feeling in our body, uh, what we've eaten for the day and how that is registering in our body, what nutrients we're getting from the food we've eaten. Are we digesting it? Are we assimilating it? Are we um, having any health issues? Is there a predisposition to a genetic, um, you know, you know, genetic disorder such as Alzheimer's or 
a link to genetics for cancer, the likelihood of getting cancer. I mean, all of that could be uploaded and probably already is, uh, be has been uploaded to some kind of cloud. Um, the article goes on to say these devices would navigate the human vasculature, crossing the blood-brain barrier and precisely auto-position themselves among or even within brain cells, explain Freitas. So, wow. Let's just pause on that before. These devices would navigate the human vasculature, cross the blood-brain barrier, and precisely auto-position themselves among or even within brain cells. And they would then wirelessly transmit encoded information to and from a cloud-based supercomputer network for real-time brain, state monitoring, and data extraction. So this is really like uh, Matrix, you know, Matrix-style ability. You know, and I actually heard recently that The Matrix, the movie The Matrix, was originally meant to be a documentary. I thought that was quite interesting, that people didn't even know that, that it was actually meant to be a documentary. I don't know. I don't have. I haven't fact-checked that. I don't know if that's true or not. But when... When you get a chance, if you haven't seen The Matrix, you definitely should see it because it it's it really kind of gives you this visual uh, explanation of what AI is. But for those of you who maybe are new to AI, I really wanted to get a kind of definition, a clear definition, so that everybody knows clearly what artificial intelligence is. And this is from Merriam-Webster. You know, in terms of computers, it's an area of computer science that deals with giving machines the ability to seem like they have human intelligence. So what are some examples of that? You know, so some powerful examples of that would be, of course, our one and only Siri. <laughs> Everyone's familiar with Apple's personal assistant. She's, you know, this friendly voice activated computer that we interact with on a daily basis. She helps us find information, gives us directions, add events to our calendars, and she helps us send messages and, and so on. So Siri has been around for quite a while. There's also Alexis, Alexa, uh, you know, she's really popular. When Amazon first introduced Alexa, it took much of the world by storm. However, its usefulness and its uncanny ability to decipher speech from anywhere in the room has made it a revolutionary product that can help us scour the web for information, shop, schedule appointments, set alarms, and a million other things. And then, of course, there's Tesla. And if you don't own a Tesla... You have no idea what you're missing. Um, this is quite possibly one of the best cars ever made. I've ridden, I rode in a Tesla when I was in California doing some work there. Uh, I ordered a um, an Uber, and a guy showed up with a Tesla, which I was kind of like, "Wow, this is crazy." Uh, 
you must be making good money if you can afford to buy a Tesla. And he said, well, I kind of do Uber driving as, as a hobby, he said, or something like that. Like I have another, I have a company or something. <laughs> I guess he just likes to drive his Tesla around. So that was the first time I'd ever ridden in a Tesla. Um, so Tesla, of course, um, it has predictive capabilities, self-driving features, and it's really technologically awesome. Yeah. So that's another form of AI. And the list goes on. I mean, there's so many, um, even Netflix, you know, Netflix provides highly accurate predictive technology based on customers' reactions to films. It analyzes billions of records to suggest films that you might like based on your previous reactions and choices of films. And this tech is getting smarter and smarter by the year as the data set grows. Um, Pandora is another one. Pandora is uh, revolutionary tech, you know, that uh, they call it their musical DNA. Very interesting explanation. Based on 400 musical characteristics, each song is first manually analyzed by a team of professional musicians based on this criteria. And the system has an incredible track record for recommending songs that would otherwise go unnoticed by people you know, but that people inherently love. So there's so many examples of uh, computer artificial intelligence. And um, yeah, it's, um, it's really the capability of a machine to imitate intelligent human behavior. So where is that gonna get us, you know? if machines become like super intelligent and are able to go beyond just imitating human behavior, what happens to humans if AI, which I'm sure it's already happening, um, supersedes human intelligence? Will humans be needed anymore? Or will humans be an unnecessary burden to society's resources? So we need to look deeper at what is really the plan here with what's occurring in the world with this pandemic. Yes, it goes back to the vaccines and what's happening here. And, you know, I know some of you may agree or not agree, but I've, you know, I just want to say, do your own research. I've done lots and lots of research, hundreds and hundreds of hours, reading documents, watching videos um, from many different uh, alternative sources. I do not follow mainstream media because I do not trust mainstream media. There's too much uh, false news. And uh, there is definitely an agenda, propaganda to confuse and misinform us. So do your homework and find out what is really going on. Many people are talking about it. Many people in alternative media. Many. Many doctors are talking about it. Uh, that the real agenda here is to depopulate the world. And so 
what what is the benefit of that? Well, you know, for those who have the power and the money, this allows the earth to be more sustainable. You know, it's true. We are overpopulated. There is an overpopulation in the world and it is um, putting a huge drain on our resources. That cannot be denied. We have really outdone ourselves with um, the wastefulness we've created, the, the oceans that are polluted by our excess consumptions and carelessness, the, the species that are now extinct as a result of the overpopulation and carelessness of humankind. We cannot deny this. This is true. We have created this travesty in the world. Having said that, we can also change that as, as a collective. We have the ability to wake up and change the world, elevate our consciousness, stop being wasteful, stop over-consuming, start working to, together as a one mind helping one another to create a new world. And so, you know, this is, uh, my guidance has been coming a long time. My team of helping spirits have been telling me, you have to speak up, Michelle, you have to share what you know. And I was kind of hiding in a cave, to be honest, because I knew that, you know, if I speak up, then there's going to be a whole lot of SHIT thrown at me and judgment and, you know, ridicule and all those things that come when you stand in your power and stand in your truth. But now I don't care anymore. <laughs> it's going to come. It's going to come. There's nothing I can do about it because this is too important not to talk about. This is too important not to talk about. And back to Stephen Hawking, who is an amazing scientist. You know, I just feel like he knew what was coming. He knew that this artificial intelligence would be the worst thing that ever happened to humanity. He knew it. He spoke up about it. He had the courage to stand in his truth and say, this is coming and we have to be discerning in how we use this because this could potentially destroy humanity. And I just want to tell you, I did get a message from Spirit about two weeks ago. And the message was very clear. Like I heard the words in my mind. This is the end of humanity as we know it. And when I got that message about two weeks ago, I was, I was quite saddened and I wasn't fully clear of what it meant, but now I know what it means. It's about this, it's about AI. It's not about that all of us will be wiped out, but it's about our humanity is at risk. We have to stop this enforced vaccination and potentially getting microchipped in our DNA being manipulated so that we become something other than human. We become what's called transhuman. 
I know that this is very hard to hear this and maybe you agree, maybe you don't agree, but this is where we're heading. We're heading into transhumanism, which is a combination of AI and human. And I don't know about all of you, and I thank you for coming. Welcome, Tani, and welcome, Melody, and welcome, Ilyich, for coming today. But I don't know about all of you, for those of you who are listening right now and those of you who will be listening later, but I certainly do not want to be a transhuman. That does not work for me at all. <laughs> so what do we do about it? We have to be willing to stand up and say no more. You know, I, you know, I have friends in lockdown again, you know, in Canada, in Australia. I have friends all over the world and we're standing up. We're speaking up. We're saying, no, we're not going to get vaccinated. We're not going to let people put some kind of microchip and create artificial, a link to artificial intelligence and whatever else is going on with this. You know, we're, we're not consenting. I do not consent. I do not consent to this. Whew. Big stuff. Yeah. Big stuff. Really. Uh, I would love any of you who would love to come on and speak about it, you know, because I don't know everything about this, honestly. I'm still learning, but I am getting downloads from Spirit about it. I am. You know, I can't say that I'm an expert in AI, but I am learning and I'm researching and I'm discovering more and more and more every day. And uh, so I would be happy to have one of you get on a call, just click on the little telephone uh, icon and you can come on and talk. Let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation about it. You know, uh, the more the merrier. Um, and I'm really thankful for your support. I really appreciate you being here today. And so I want to look a little bit more about, you know, what, what's going to happen next? Um, what's going to happen next? You know, I don't know. I don't have all the answers, you know. I do know that um, we, we need to put ourselves, um, we need to be willing to take care of ourselves, take responsibility of our energy fields. Um, there are some protective things you can do to help you uh, from the EMFs and other stuff that we're picking up from technology. I know we're using computers and uh, cell phones and so forth. Uh, I don't know if any of you've heard of Argonite, but um, they sell them online. You can get these little Argonite towers. Um, I don't think I need to put a link because I'm sure if you if you uh, search for it, uh, you can find them. Argonite is good. To, I keep one by my computer. You can also get these Argonite tabs to put on the back of your cell phones. There's other technology coming out right now uh, that can clear EMFs from your home. I think uh, there's a lot of things that you can look into getting in your home to help keep your energy balanced. But aside from technology, we can also um, create a protective field. And one of the things that I've been practicing lately is imagining myself in, inside a clear quartz crystal 
and you're fully protected by this, this incredibly high vibrating clear quartz crystal. And we just um, program it and we intend that only the highest vibrational frequencies are allowed to enter into this clear quartz crystal and filter through and anything else, any, any AI or any other um, uh, lower frequencies or anything that is not uh, beneficial to our, our, our being, to our, our consciousness, to our higher self, anything else will not be permitted to filter into this clear quartz crystal. So that's one thing you can absolutely start doing every day, every day. Also, uh, grounding is super, super important. Grounding into Pachamama, you know, so my background is um, I have a, a lot of uh, training and experience with shamanism. And for me, uh, returning back to these old traditional uh, ways of healing and spirituality are really where I'm at right now, but you may have your own spiritual practices. But uh, for me, connecting in with Pachamama, grounding is so important right now. And remember, you know, we are all one. We are connected. So therefore, if you're um, feeling a lot of fear and anxiety and you're feeling, um, you know, perhaps you've been infiltrated, which we're all actually, this is happening all the time right now. There's a lot of dark uh, forces out there that are trying, and I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm not a fear monger, but it's just reality. There's a lot of, you know, there's a war between, um, you know, dark and light right now. It's just happening. It doesn't mean we have to get caught up in the fear of it, but we need to be aware and um, we need to disconnect from the collective consciousness of fear, anxiety, paranoia, anger, whatever you're feeling. All you have to do is just say, I totally and completely disconnect from the collective consciousness of name what it is that you're feeling and the collective unconsciousness of that. Because there's uh, my awareness is we, there's a collective consciousness and a collective unconsciousness. So we want to disconnect from both because a lot of us are not aware of what we're carrying unconsciously. So just say that a few times. I totally and completely disconnect from the collective consciousness of fear, anger, grief, paranoia, you know, jealousy, whatever you're picking up on, and uh, the collective unconsciousness of all of that. You totally and completely disconnect right now. And you say that a few times, and you're going to feel a lot lighter. You're going to feel much better because we're all picking up on all of this stuff. It's crazy right now. We're just being bombarded by all this crap. You know, it's just full on. It's full on. But if you do this protective thing that I just explained, you know, with creating a clear quartz crystal around you, you're not going to get impacted as much. That's why that protective exercise, that visualization is super important. Do that every day. Do it in the morning. Do it again at night before you go to bed. And you're going to find your whole, um, your whole energy changes. You're going to feel much lighter and much better and not so impacted by the collective consciousness. So those are a couple of tools along with the grounding. That's really important. If you still feel like you've been infiltrated, then 
I will put my YouTube channel out there and I have a lot of resources. I have a lot of cool videos on how to clear entities, how to clear your soul contracts with people that are still um, creating, uh, you know, disturbances in your life. Um, there's some cool stuff that you can check out on my YouTube channel and I'll put that in the comments later. So do use the tools that you have available to you to keep you in a place of uh, being centered and clear and strong because we all need to be strong right now, now more than ever. And we also need community. So if you have people in your community, people that are like-minded, that um, are uplifting, then please, you know, connect with those people. You know, I'm, I'm probably going to make a Patreon community soon. I'm feeling to open things up even more and creating more uh, content meditations and channeled readings and so forth to help people at this time. So there's, this is the, the time to learn and practice is over. Spirit is said it's over, Michelle. You got to You just got to take action. And I feel like for many of you, that's the case as well. Stop go, taking these courses. Stop it. Just step up. What you've learned already and who you are is already enough. Step up. Take a stand. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because that that fear it's it's a it's a it's food for it's food for the dark. It's food for the reptilians. Don't allow uh, anybody to mess with your consciousness and, and implant any kind of fear programs into you. Yeah. So I just, um, I'm just getting, I'm feeling incredible support from all of you and from spirit. Um, my whole, my whole body is vibrating. Uh, I just feel, I feel just a sense of just joy and power in sharing this truth, you know, because I've held back for a long, long time and because of my own fear. And uh, I now know I can't do that anymore. So I thank you so much, everybody, for coming. And I'm really excited to share the tools with you. I'll share the, uh, the YouTube channel with you in the comments as soon as I upload this video uh, or this podcast, I mean. And um, just, you know, please like and follow me. I'm going to I'm going to commit to doing these podcasts every week with a different subject in mind. And, um, you know, and I'm also going to be inviting guests who are in the field of alternative healing and um, alternative medicine to come on so that I can interview them and they can share their knowledge and wisdom, because this is what it's all about. It's about getting together and all of us helping um, each other with our knowledge and wisdom and continuously empowering people to step up and, and not be afraid anymore. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Tani. Thank you so much for your comments. And Elige, thank you so much for sharing this show. Please remember to, to like and follow me and uh, excited to have you on board and see you on my next podcast next week. Uh, so lots of love, so much love. Oh, thank you, Jill. I can't read. <laughs> thank you, Jill. Uh, so much love and uh, light 
and wherever you are, have an amazing day or night wherever you are, wherever you are in the world. Take care. Blessings.